Hey guys, thanks for joining us on Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. Subscribe to us on Apple and Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify to get notified when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, PraiseChapelLasVegas.com, to find out more about us and give online. Thanks again for joining and enjoy today's message. Praise the Lord, amen. Our church is growing as you guys can grab a seat, amen. And with babies, amen. We got the new baby in the house, amen, with Abe and Maria, hallelujah. Amen. She's a little crazy, amen, a week later, and here she is, hallelujah. But amen, praise the Lord, amen. But we got some babies back there, amen, babies right here. We got, we got babies everywhere, amen. And so we got a baby coming, hallelujah, praise the Lord. And so uh, that's, if, we, if they can't come in, let's just have babies, hallelujah. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. I'm even talking about my wife, just have a baby, hey, hallelujah. No, no, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm talking about a baby planting a church. No, <laughs> no, I love babies, amen, praise the Lord, but. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Today I want to minister on Hosanna. Amen. And here in this passage of Scripture, amen, we, we find our Lord Jesus Christ just days before His crucifixion. It was the beginning of a great Passover festival, and Jews from all over the Roman Empire came for a week-long celebration. Week-long. Not just a service, not just a Sunday, not just a Wednesday, a week-long celebration, amen, in remembering of the great exodus from Egypt. Come on, we need to celebrate every day we wake up. Come on, church, of the great deliverance. Come on, the great exodus of our Egypt. Come on, remember you where you came from. Come on, tell your neighbor, remember where you came from. Come on, I don't know about you, but I remember where God delivered me from, amen, and what he saved me from. And so that alone should be a celebration, Come on, not just for a week, not just for a service, but a lifelong celebration that we're no longer going to hell. Come on, we're going on to heaven. Hallelujah. And so we, we got to celebrate of the deliverance that God has done for us. But here they are, a week-long gathering. Come on, kind of like a conference. They're having a, a conference in the setting here, amen. And, and many in the crowd heard that, or they have seen uh, before, amen, and, and the word is out, amen, that, that Jesus is going to show up that day in the temple. Come on, tell your neighbor, Jesus is going to show up. Come on. Come on, when you invite people for these next few services, say, come on out, Jesus is going to show up. Amen. Jesus is going to show up. You know, invite people. Amen. Not Jesus the gardener. Amen. But Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. But notice that Jesus, amen, did not come on a horse. He didn't come out flashing his royalty. Amen. He came gentle and peaceful on a donkey. The verses that I read in verses 8 through 10 that shows that something great is going on, amen. Something was about to happen, amen. It was very uh, festive gathering of people, amen. So people were happy, people were joyful, people were excited. Are they in this house right now, amen? I don't know. Come on, come on. Anyone excited in this place? Come on, anybody feeling joyful in this place, amen? Come on, if you walked into this place, amen, if you can see me, come on, if you took a shower this morning, come on, there has to be some kind of joy in our lives. I'm not saying everything's perfect. I mean, no, that's, that, that's not the case. But we should be joyful in our spirits. Can somebody say amen? amen. Hallelujah. We're saved. 
We're redeemed. We're reminded of a Savior today. And today we get to celebrate as that crowd celebrated that day. Come on, in, in John chapter 12, 12 to 14 says, the next day, somebody say the next day. The next day the crowd, the great crowd had come for the festival and heard that Jesus was on his way. Tell your neighbor, he's on his way. Come on, he's on his way to Jerusalem. So they took palm branches and they went out to meet him shouting, Hosanna. Somebody say Hosanna. Hosanna, man, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the king of Israel. You see, in this part of history, church, we are seeing prophecy being unfolded. Prophecy of hundreds of years ago being fulfilled. Someone say, Hosanna. Hosanna. Hallelujah. Zechariah 9.9 says, Rejoice, O people of Zion. Shout in triumph, O people of Jerusalem, O people of Praise Chapel, Las Vegas. Come on, hallelujah. Look, your king is coming to you. He is righteous and victorious, yet he is humble and riding on a donkey. Jesus. Somebody say Jesus. Somebody say Jesus. Brother Dan, I miss Brother Dan during these times, amen. My little crowd, my little, my little, my little cheering crowd right here. He'd be going, Jesus. Oh, my Lord. Somebody say, Jesus. Come on, get that spirit inside of you. Jesus truly comes to save. You see, Jesus' purpose is to save you and I. His purpose is to save all of humanity. Hosanna in the Hebrew and the Greek means save. They were shouting praises of Hosanna in the highest. Psalms 118.25 says this, Please, Lord, please save us. Please, Lord, please give us success. And verse 26, uh, 26 says, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. So here they're shouting Hosanna, and Hosanna in the biblical Hebrew means pray, save us, Please save us. But it also means a cry of praise. In the Greek, it means save, rescue, savior. So from the plea to save us, we see that there is a shift here, guys, from concern to confidence in verse 26, where it says, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. So first they're saying, please save us, save us. But then there's a confidence. Here he comes. Come on, tell your neighbor, here he comes. Come on, here he comes. They said, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Here's the person that's going to save us. Here's the person that's going to rescue us. He is God Almighty, amen. And here he's coming. And so there's a plea, amen, of concern, but now a confidence that they see him coming. Matthew chapter 1, 21 says, And she will have a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Jesus in the Greek comes from the word Joshua, which means the Lord saves. Come on. Paul says in 1 Timothy 1, 15, Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners. Hello, that's you and I, folks. Come on, somebody say, that's me. 
Come on, point to somebody, that's you too. <laughs> Come on, he came to save sinners. He came to save us from our infirmities. Uh, he came to save us from our sicknesses. Uh, come on, from the bondage of sin, amen. Uh, he came to heal the brokenhearted, amen. He came to open the eyes of the blind. Uh, he came to set the captive free. Uh, come on, somebody say uh, hallelujah. Come on, he came to do all this for you and I. Come on, Isaiah 53, 4 says, Surely uh, he took up our infirmities and he has carried our sorrows. 1 Peter 2.24 says, and by his stripes, we are, say, I am, healed. Come on, you're healed. You're healed. Come on, somebody. You got to know that you're healed. Come on, come on. No longer in pain. Uh, no longer in bondage. Uh, no longer suffering. Amen. You are healed. Amen. Some of you guys need to be reminded of that. Amen. Some of you got to lay hands on yourself and say, I am healed. Hallelujah. By his stripes, I am healed. Uh, come on. If you're going through a sickness, you got to say, I'm healed. Amen. If you're going through a hard time of struggle, I am healed. Amen. Uh, God has set you free. Come on. Somebody say, I'm healed. You gotta, you got to take ownership in that, church. The blood was shed for you, for your healing. Come on, he don't want to suffer. He doesn't want you to suffer in infirmities. He doesn't want to suffer. He doesn't want you brokenhearted. He came for the brokenhearted. He came to rescue those, amen, that go through a hard time, amen. He comes to answer the prayers of his people. Call out. Call out. Call out. Come on. Is, that, is it that hard to say his name? Call out. Come on. And boom, he shows up. What do you want? What do you want, girl? What do you want? Sweetheart, what do you want? My, the, the apple of my, what do you want? He'll give you what you want, church. He's there. He's our healer. Luke chapter 4, 18 and 19 says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Here's Jesus. He's reminding the people there as he's walking, amen. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Come on, he sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind. And to set at liberty those, listen, who are oppressed. And to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Come on, this is what he came to do, church. And Jesus is quoting from Isaiah 61. Isaiah 61, amen, is speaking of the great deliverance of Israel from exile, uh, from exile in Babylon. It's a year of jubilee. Come on, that's where all debts are canceled. Hallelujah. Come on, all slaves are freed. And the property is returned to its original owner. But when they were released from Babylon, if you read Isaiah, the people were still conquered and oppressed. So Isaiah 61 must have been speaking of the one. Come on, somebody. The one that will fulfill that. And we see that. In Jesus Christ. When Jesus spoke it in Luke, he announced it boldly. The scripture spoken that day, church, was being fulfilled. Jesus himself 
was proclaiming, listen, as the one bringing the good news. Yet people didn't understand it because he has not been crucified and resurrected. You got to understand today, church, Jesus came to save. Somebody say, Hosanna. Hosanna. Came to save us. Don't worry. We have a Savior. Don't worry. He paid the price already. He came to save us in our infirmities, our sickness, our brokenness, our, our oppression, depression. He came to save us from suicidal thoughts. Come on, somebody. He came to set us free, church. He knows where you're at. He knows where you are. He knows, he, he knows where you're, you're going through. And he's come to save you. Don't bite into the lie of the devil. He doesn't have the final word, church. Jesus has the final word. And he said, it is finished. Hallelujah. It's done already. You just got to call out to the Savior. Someone say, Hosanna. Hosanna. See, miracles have been taking place. Jesus is in his third year of ministry here. And people are getting saved. Come on, he's performing miracle after miracle. Amen. He's healing. He's restoring lives. He's casting out demons. And he's raising the dead. In Luke chapter 4, 38 to 43, it says this, that Jesus left the synagogue and he went to the home of Simon. Now Simon's mother-in-law was suffering from a high fever. And they asked Jesus to help her. So he bent over her, rebuked the fever, and it left. It left her. Somebody say, it's gone. And it, and it says right here, she got up at once and began to wait on them. At sunset, people brought to Jesus all who had various kinds of sicknesses. And he laid his hand on each one of them, healing them. Moreover, demons came out of many people shouting, you are the son of God. But he rebuked them and would not allow them to speak because they knew he was the Messiah. The demons knew he was the Messiah. How did the demons know he was the Messiah? Huh? How do they know? You know how they know? Because they were up in heaven with him when they got kicked out of heaven with Satan and a third of those angels. These are the demons today. And they say, oh, there he is. That's the son of God. That's him, amen. I know who he is. And he rebuked him. Shh. Not my time. Come on, demons know him. Even the mention of Jesus, the demons, demons tremble. Jesus. Okay, nobody trembled. All right. We're good. Hallelujah. We're good. All right. I just want to check. I just want to check. Hallelujah. I don't know, but if anybody trembled out there, amen, we'll, we'll pray for you later. Amen. Hallelujah. So the words out that Jesus saves... Jesus heals, amen. The word is out that Jesus came to set the captive free in John chapter 9, verses 1 to 34. And I'm not going to read all that, but it talks about a man who was born blind. He didn't lose his vision. Come on, he, he, didn't, he didn't lose it through the course. Something didn't happen. An accident didn't happen to him. He was born blind. And his disciples asked Jesus, who sinned? This man or his parents? In other words, why was he born 
blind. And Jesus says it's, it was neither. He was born for a purpose. Come on, church. I want you to grab a hold of this. So that the power of God might de- be displayed in his life. And the story goes on to say that Jesus spits on the ground. He makes mud out of the dirt. And he rubs it inside the, the, the eyes of the blind man. And he tells him, go wash it off. And for the very first time, church, the very first time this man obeys, he goes and he's washing, and as he's washing, all of a sudden, the darkness starts to disappear. And all of a sudden, light starts to shine inside of him. And as he's washing him, and colors are coming. And for the very first time, he began to see. Church. That's a miracle. Tell you, that's a miracle. Yet we can just walk by and say, okay, he sees now. But a man that's born blind, never saw his mom, never saw his dad, never saw light, never saw the sky, never saw the clouds, never saw anything. Can you imagine as he's washing his face and this is happening? I mean, he, this, I mean, I don't know about you, but I'd be excited, like, wow, wow, ah. <laughs> No, he don't know what's, what's pretty. He don't know what's ugly. He don't know nothing. Sometimes our eyes sometimes messes up. But he sees for the very first time. In John chapter 9, 31 to 33, says this, We know that God does not listen to sinners. But he is ready to hear those who worship him and do his will. Ever since the world began, no one, no one, somebody say no one. No one was, has been able to open the eyes of someone born blind. No one up to that point. No one ever can do that. Amen. It says if a man, if this man was not from God, he could not have done it. This is, this is the guy that got healed. He's speaking. He's saying, man. Let me paraphrase it. He told them, I don't know who he is. But one thing I know, I was once blind. I never seen before in my life. But now I see. Come on, somebody. I was once blind. I don't know who he is. I don't know what, what he's, who this person is. But all I know, I could not see for all my life. And today, I'm able to see. Amen. Come on. And now I'm here to let you know, this man is from God. Jesus came to heal, church. He came to heal. See, as we go back to the victory celebration in our text in Mark 11, remember the celebration? Can you picture him? He's, walking, he's riding into a donkey, riding on a donkey into the city. People are going nuts. Come on, they're excited. They, the, the word is out. Jesus is going to be here today. He's going to show up. And they're waiting for him. Now he shows up. Yeah, there he comes. 
People are going crazy. They're shouting Hosanna. They're, they're throwing palm branches, these, these branches that are cutting the field. They're, they're, they're waving them, amen, and they're, they're throwing them on the floor, amen. And they're throwing their, even their, I don't got a branch. They start taking off their clothes and throwing clothes on the floor, amen. I want to be, I want to be part of this. I want to be part of this celebration, amen. Come on, they're taking off their PCLV shirts, amen. They're laying it out, amen, as he's running in, walking into the city, amen, the park. I mean, everybody's going crazy for him. Jesus is like a rock star here. They're like, woo, look at this. Everybody's just throwing. Who's this guy? I don't, just throw your clothes. It's important. They see something. We see something powerful happening here, church. The shouts of joy echoed throughout Jerusalem that day. A great crowd came to see Jesus. Somebody say Jesus. The one who has opened the blinded eyes. The one who raises the dead. The one who casts out demons. Amen. The one who sets the captive free. Amen. The one who saves. We come to see him. He's riding on a donkey. People are just throwing their clothes on the ground. Amen. They're throwing the palm branches on the ground. And the donkey and and him are just riding on top of them. As Jesus enters the city, they're waving them. There's crowds out behind, the ones that are throwing them, and others are just waving them and singing, Hosanna, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. You guys a little hot? That better? Come on, who wants a little bit of anointing here, amen? Who wants the anointing? Come on, just say, give me some of that. Come on. Give me some of that. Amen. Hallelujah. I want some of that. Hallelujah. Come on. The, the crowd wants to be part of it. They're, they're running out, man. They're, what do we get? They said, let's, get, let's just cut the branches out. Let's get something. Amen. Let's, let's celebrate. And they're, they're waving these branches as he's entering. They're waving and they're singing. Hosanna. 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 Blessed he. Who comes in the name of the Lord. Come on, they recognize that he is the Savior that day. That day, they recognized. That day, they, they saw something special in him. That day, they were reminded, this is the one. This is the one we've been waiting for. This is the one that we hear stories about, of him raising the dead, of him opening blind eyes, of him saving, of him healing. The, 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 it's being spread out all through Jerusalem. The town is going nuts. And they're celebrating Jesus. I cut myself. Really? Look at see. Heal me. How many know it was a good day that day in Jerusalem? It was a good day. See, it's easy to celebrate, church. Listen. When everything's going well. Well, come on. It's easy to come to church where everything's going good. Come on, it's easy, church. Uh, Come on, uh, to celebrate when there's a party going on. What potluck? I'll be there. Come on, it's easy to celebrate, amen, when everyone, everyone in the church is flowing divinely. Come on, it's easy to sing when you just got paid. 
Come on, somebody. Come on, it's easy to, to sing, amen, when you just got healed. Come on, it's easy to praise him, amen, after getting a raise on your job. Come on, it's easy to praise him, amen, when your prayer just got answered. Come on, it's easy to shout and say, thank you, Jesus. Hosanna, amen. Come on, it's easy when it's flowing. It's easy when everything's just going your way. But when everything is not okay, Come on, when you're going through that storm, come on, somebody say, you know that storm. That trial, will you continue to sing? Will you continue to shout? Will you continue to wave your palm branches then? Come on, we may not have physical palm branches, but let me tell you, we got some palm branches right here. Come on, we raise our palms, right? We worship God, right? Will you continue, amen, through the midst of your storm? Will you raise up your hands and say, you know what? Despite of my suffering, despite of what I'm going through, I know who my healer is, amen. I'm going to praise him. I'm going to shout Hosanna no matter what, amen. I'm going to wave, amen. Come on, we come in and we have a trial and we won't even move. We won't even lift our hands. And for some of us, come on, because I sometimes look around. Sometimes I look around, I'll just go like this. I'll, I feel something, I go. And the person's not even singing. Come on, don't, don't look. Let me tell you something. We're all guilty of that. Come on, we're all guilty of that at times. Church, come on. Don't, don't say, not me. Straighten out your little halo. <laughs> Ding. <laughs> we all have that. We carry it into the church after all that he's done for you. How quickly we forget. Come on, will you continue to sing through the midst of the trial? Will you continue to wave your palm branches? In other words, will you still put your praise on, amen, on a Sunday morning, on a Wednesday night, or whatever gathering, amen? Come on, I had a bad day, but I'm not going to stop me from praising my Jesus. See, if I go around and ask you that question, all you guys are going to say, oh, I will. <laughs> Well, we'll see when the storm comes. See, I could go through a storm and you don't even know I'm in a storm. Because my attitude doesn't change when I come to his house. My wife may know the storm. My wife may know the battle. But let me tell you, when I'm in his house or wherever I go, I'm still praising him. I'm still lifting up my hands. Because he's a good God. I, I, I remember where I was. Do you remember where you were, church? And the answer came. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna, I'm broken. There's my Savior. My marriage is getting ruined. And there's my Savior. Come on, we were down and out. And there's my Savior. He came to save us. I don't know about you, but when I was at that altar... When I was giving my life to Jesus after being backslidden in 10 years, amen, and broken and disgusted, and, and man, I don't know what was going to happen, amen, my Savior came riding on his donkey. 
that day. And he says, I'm the one. He says, I'm the one that can heal you, son. I'm the one that can put your marriage back together, son. I'm the one that can fix the brokenness in your life, son. And he, he rode in and reminded me, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. You've got to remember where you come from, church. He came to save because he saved you in your mess. Come on, yet while we were still sinners, Christ loved us. He loved you. See, these people that were singing and shouting that day stopped. The same people at the celebration that were singing Hosanna in the highest stopped. Those singing, blessed he who comes in the name of the Lord, stopped. These same people a few days later will be shouting something different. Not shouting Jesus. But shouting Barabbas. These same people that were shouting Hosanna, 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 a few days later will be shouting something different. Crucify, crucify, crucify. It wasn't a separate group of people, church. It was the same people at that celebration. It was the same people that were singing that and shouting that and waving the palm branches and taking off their clothes and throwing it on the floor. These same people crucify, crucify, crucify. Isn't it typical for some Christians today that when everything is flowing, everything is good, we have no problem singing. We have no problem shouting, giving, serving, coming to church, waving our palm branches, waving them like in the air, like you don't care. <laughs> but when things are not good and life throws you a curveball, you ever got one of those? I mean, everything's flowing. All of a sudden, a slap just comes out of nowhere and just pow. Life just slaps you. Come on, they call you into the office and say, we got to lay some people off and you're the first to go. Doctor calls you in, we got the test result. I'm sorry, you got cancer. Come on, come home, amen. Bags are packed up, amen, outside and says, your wife doesn't want you no more. Your boy, your girl ran away. Come on, these are, li- these are real things, church. Come on, you're still sick. Haven't got healed. Your marriage, you have marriage problems, back problems. Finances are in trouble. You feel all alone. When you become selfish in your own way and complain that you don't have this and you don't have that, it's a different story. Come on, we're singing a different tune. And for some of us, we don't even want to go to church. But you have to understand today, church, that Jesus died for that storm. He laid down his life for that situation. He died to change your selfish ways. And he made a way when there was no way, church. Hallelujah. 
Come on, man, I thought I'd never get that job. But I, you, you would never have gotten it if it wasn't for Jesus. Yet at times, church, listen, at times, we put Jesus back on that cross and say the very same things, crucify in our situations. See, the people in our text in Mark 11 were excited. Excited. They were praising God. They recognized that Jesus was fulfilling prophecy. But yet they didn't understand where Jesus' kingship would lead them. It was the same crowd that shouted crucify when Jesus stood on trial just a few days later. Like those who witnessed Jesus' victory parade that day, we too have expectations of what we think God should do to make our lives better. Make it more safer. Make it more enjoyable. But like those spectators that day, church, we can't wait to see our suffering stop. We can't wait to see injustice get corrected for prosperity to hit our lives or Jesus to do a miracle in us. But just like those people that day in Jerusalem, we, say I, we have a lot to learn about Jesus' death and his resurrection. We must not let our personal desires get caught up in the celebration and in the singing, or we too will miss the true meaning of discipleship. They didn't consider the cost. They got caught up in the celebration. They got caught up with everybody else and did not recognized, did not know what was going to happen. See, we can get caught up too, church. Come on, that's where we get caught up. And God does something to serve, and you're excited, like, and you run to me right after service. Pastor, I want to do something. And a week later, you're not even in, in, in service. Come on, we got caught up. Come on, we're going to miss out what true discipleship is, church. And with, as Christ suffers, guess what? We will suffer too. We're not to bail on Jesus when our life falls apart. We're supposed to cling, hold on to him and say, God, get me through. In our excitement and celebration, we must remember that Jesus involves hardships, involves suffering, battles and storms. Somebody say, oh my. Listen, listen. Even death. Did you know that? Even death. And we're coming to a season in our lives, they're going to say, are you a follower? If you say yes, we'll kill you. If you say no and deny him, we'll let you go. What will you say? It's coming to a point, let me tell you, it's happening in third world nations now. People's heads are being cut off. And they're saying, we're not going to deny our flesh. We're not going to deny our, our, our belief. We're not going to deny, go ahead, do what you got to do. They're living. They're suffering. They're going through what Christ went through, church. Or are you going to keep shouting, Hosanna, 
no matter what hits your life. The Message Bible 10.34 says, in Matthew 10.34, the Message Bible says this. This is Jesus speaking here. He says, don't think I've come to make your life cozy. I've come to cut through those cozy domestic arrangements and make you free for God. Come on, he's come to cut, church. Those ties, those friends, those things that you still want to do and serve God. He said, no, no, I didn't come to make it cozy for you, girl. Boy, I didn't come to make it cozy. You need to cut something. I've come with a sword. I've come to cut away some things in your life to free you up for me. That I can have you all to myself. i got to cut through some things. I'm going to need some cutting here, church. We, we, we need some cutting. We cannot be caught up in the world. We need to be cut away from the world, church. There are things that need to get cut from us. He says, I didn't come to make it cozy. I've come to cut. I've come to free you up. Because those cozy things are stopping you from fulfilling the purposes and the call that I have for you. They're getting in the way, in other words. And you will not fulfill and you will not feel the excitement of what true salvation is until I do it. See, serving God is not always going to be a party church. But we should be praising him like it is. I don't know about you, but I'm going to sing no matter what I face. I'm going to shout Hosanna in the midst of my troubles. And I'm going to still praise him no matter what. Shout it, girl. Shout it. Just shout it out. Shout it. In 2 Corinthians 12, 10 says this. This is Paul now speaking. Paul who accepted him. Paul who saw him as the one that came to deliver, the one that came to save, the, the one. He shouted Hosanna. He, he shouts that now. He, he says, man, I recognize the blessed is he that comes in the name. I, I recognize him. My eyes are open. I know him. He changes his name from Saul to Paul. Here he is. And he says, you know what? I take pleasure in my weaknesses and in insults and hardships and persecutions and, and troubles that I suffer for Christ. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Paul understood. and Paul had no problem laying down his head and says, go ahead, chop it off. I'm not going to deny my Savior. He had no problem at all to say, go ahead and do what you got to do. I'm not fighting this. I'm just going to glory land. I finished my race. Come on, I, I finished my race. I, something waits for me. He, take, he took pleasure. He was shipwrecked and stoned and, and whipped and dragged and incarcerated. And this is a man that says, no matter what, the one that was in the jail cell was Silas. He said, you know what? Let's just start praising God. Yet we go into the jail cell and we start complaining about God. Praise Him. I don't care where I'm at with God. As long as I'm with God, it's still okay. It's better than to not be with God in that situation. 
I know that I have to go through a storm. I know that I'm going to have to suffer for his namesake. I know that. And now even more as the day's approaching church. Each day is one day closer to him coming back. And sometimes we live that we have all life still. No, no, no. That trumpet church can blow at any time. Any time. He's ready to pick up his church. But he says, you know what? I delay for your kids. I delay for your family. I delay for your friends. I, that's what delays him. His love for the world still. He doesn't want anyone to perish. But a time is coming, church. And even those that are left behind doesn't mean they're, they're going to go straight to hell. They, they still have a chance to make it. But you think the suffering we go through, that suffering is going to be way, way worse to suffer for Christ. Church, we got to live as tomorrow or this very moment is the day. And love him despite of. And Yes, we go through trials. And I'm not disregarding anything that you guys are going through or troubles or things that you're feeling. But my thing is to redirect you back to the Savior. Redirect you back to the person that can save you from their situation and help you through. You're going to suffer. I'm sorry. He suffered. We're going to suffer. I suffer. You're going to suffer. No one gets an easy way to heaven. He says the road is narrow. The gate is very narrow. It's not wide. If it was wide, everybody would be on that road. But it's very narrow. Only a few people get to go in. You've got to live the straight and narrow life. You, you can't compromise. You can't. You've got to believe, church. And if you believe there is no problem walking through that narrow entry, we can make it because he's leading us. Can somebody say amen? amen? For when I am weak, then you'll be strong. Paul got it. This man of God got it. This man of God saw it. He didn't complain. He didn't complain. He didn't bring excuses. He says, I got it. We're good in our excuses. He says, I want to cut through those excuses. I want to get to you. I want to save you. I want to build you. The things that he's cutting away, he's going to restore with greater things, church. <laughs> Don't you understand that? He's bringing great. He's not like, oh, he's getting rid of this. And, no, no, he's going to make it better. We think we need that. Oh, I, got to do, I still got to do this. I still want to do that. I want to. No, no, cut it away. Because the enemy, the one that's trying to get you, will make it more appealing to you and grab a hold of you. Don't allow him to do that, church. He's working so much in overtime mode right now with his demons just going around the earth, pulling as many people from church. The Bible says many in that day will fall away from the faith. Let's not be those. Let's believe. Can somebody say amen? I'm going to close today. We celebrate and remind it, church. Look at all the miracles that God has done in our lives. I hope that you're being reminded of all the miracles that he's done in your life on this Palm Sunday. I'm reminded that I've been delivered. I've been reminded that I've been restored. I am reminded that I am healed. 
I'm reminded this day, church. We must not forget what He's done for us. I'll never forget how He saved me, church. I'll never forget how He restored my marriage. I'll never forget that. And, I will remember, and I'll never forget the times that He has healed me in my life, throughout the course of my life. I've been saved from death, church. God has spared my life multiple times. I don't forget that, church. Sometimes we got to take a walk down memory lane and be reminded, listen, of how good God really is. Every morning I wake up thanking Him for the breath of life, church, and for the healing and the restoring of my life. And I stand before you as a miracle of God. You've got to look at yourself as a miracle of God, church. I'm, I'm writing this and my, as I'm preparing this message and I start to weep in my living room, that I'm a miracle. <laughs> it just hit me. I start flashing back to the things that he saved me and I'm a miracle. I would not be here today without Jesus. I would not. I would not. I, I'd be dead. I'd be gone. I would not be alive today if it was not for the Lord. And I'm reminded of that. God, I'm a miracle. You put people in my path that have saved my life. Saved my life spiritually, physically, and emotionally. He has saved my life. I should not be here today. I should not even witness my children, my grandchildren. I should not even be here, church. So I thank him every day for my life, for my wife, for my kids, for my home, for, my, for you guys. I thank you. I appreciate, and I keep praising him. Church, I will keep shouting Hosanna through it all. When we sing Hosanna, we acknowledge that Jesus is ultimate sacrifice and what it means to us and all mankind. Amen. Don't stop.